Hello, everybody. Welcome to another special edition state basketball tournament podcast. This is our girls' edition, brought to you by the Topeka Capital Journal and John Hoffer, Jeep Chrysler. Joining me again, our local prep experts, city reporter Rick Peterson, area, area reporter Brent Maycock, as well as our 500-game winner, five-time Kansas State champion, coaching legend, Ken Darting. I'm Andy Burns. Guys, let's go ahead and jump right into this here. The uh, 6A girls tournament, we were just talking about it before we hit record on the on the camera here, and uh, it's loaded. I mean, top to bottom, Ken, I think you said that six of these eight teams could win this tournament. Let's go ahead and get right into this here with 6A girls. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I think it's a great field uh, in my sub-state picks. I think only one of the one of the teams I picked didn't make it, which was Shawnee Mission Northwest, which finished second last year. But they got beat by a very good team that uh, from their own league, Olathe Northwest, which has had uh, one of its better years. Uh, and uh, so I think it's a it's a very balanced field. You got Wichita South comes in as the favorite, and rightfully so. They've won four straight state titles, uh, fifty four straight games they've won, and this year, they don't have the stars. They don't have the Kendrian Elliott, the Erica Mattingleys, the girls that were all state-caliber type players. But they they have found a way to get it done and passed every test. And they just know how to control a game and play it on their terms rather than playing it on the other team's turn. And I, I mentioned in my column that will appear tomorrow, I keep trying to find ways to pick against them and just keep coming back to... Well, nobody's been able to do that. And so until somebody does that, I think you have to go with Wichita South. But I don't think it'll be easy. And I could easily see them getting beat in the semifinals when you take a look at the first-round matchup, Olathe East and Derby. That is, that's a championship-caliber-type <laughs> that game. A championship. Derby has some great sophomores. Olathe East, they've got four losses. One of those is to a Kansas school. They, all the rest of their losses came to out-of-state schools and some schools I know from down in, in southwest Missouri, Nixa and uh, Kickapoo, who are traditional powerhouses in girls' basketball. So their losses are good losses. Olathe East, a very good team. And then you look at the other side of the bracket, Manhattan has probably its best team since the Ann Hollingsworth days, mm-hmm. um, going back that far. So 21-1, and one, their only loss came to Olathe South, who is, is also on yeah. their side of the bracket and as, as a program that every year is at state and every year seems to be right in the mix. So I think I think this is a great, great bracket. I picked Wichita South to beat Olathe South, but if Derby, Olathe East, Manhattan, Olathe South, maybe even Lawrence win this thing, I'm not going to bat I I picked Manhattan over Wichita South, and I'll say the same thing about Manhattan girls that I said about Hayden boys. I'm not sure they've played their best yet, and now's the time. And I think maybe Chrissy Carr gets a little more free and a little more, you know, takes over a little bit more in this. There, Manhattan's got a, a lot of good players, and and I think I think they, I think they've got a chance. They've got to give themselves a chance on that side of the bracket. But I think they've got a chance. I agree. I, I, I like I said, I think this is the best Manhattan team I've I've ever seen in person. I didn't get to see Ann Hollingsworth uh, those squads, but they had you know some qualified for state a few years ago with Mary Jo Massonette. They were really good. But when you just look at their overall talent and depth that they have he's got a lot of players that can play a lot of players that that can do different things i personally like the kaya wilson the sophomore uh mm-hmm. post that they have i think she's i think she's a really smooth player gg mcatee uh is just one of those guards that may not pop out at you on the stat sheet but does everything you want your your point guard your senior point guard to do and then chrissy Carr's the x factor i mean she has a chance to be the best player in this tournament and when she's on she she is, and and if she's locked in and interested and doing what she can do, Manhattan will be very tough to beat. Well, and you know, 
I, I want to say this, and we talked about Kenny Darling's past life as a coach, but, you know, what he does now with the Darling Basketball Academy, he gets to see a lot of these players, and, and I just think girls' basketball just keeps getting better and better. Would you agree with that? Oh, I, I think, like we talked about before, I think this is the best state tournament right here. This, this is for real. I mean, this is how it should be in every class every year. Seven of the eight best schools in the state, or at least six of the eight best, is in this state tournament. And I like, you know, the, the easy is Wichita, South Manhattan. That's the way it should go down. I saw Olathe East play once, and you was talking about I love them. I'm picking Olathe East over Manhattan in the finals. Dude, that's a great pick. I, I, I mean, I just loved them. And they coach, they're coach. They play so well together. I saw South beat Manhattan, and that was about taking things away from Manhattan. You know, Steve Ingram does a great job and been in the state forever. Uh, so, you know, that's – but yeah. but I, I can't say there's an upset. Somebody could pick out of the blue here. And, but I, I like Olathe East, and I'm going to go with them. I agree. Over I, I think Olathe East is, is tremendous. Cindy, Sydney Wilson, one of yep. the best players in 6A, a, a great player. And it'll just be interesting to see how they match up with Derby, who has that yes, 6'6". Yes, they beat Worshman by, what, 15 or something? That's yeah. how good they are. <laughs> yeah, and, and Kennedy Brown, a 6'6", sophomore, one of the best players in the state. Teray Alford, when she's going good, Derby is really, yeah. really good. Yeah. So, um, that's so gonna be my a great team first could round. be out in the first round. It could be a, out in the first round that's or win true. the whole thing that's type of deal. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah, let's go five. My girls' 6A tournament starts on Thursday in Wichita, and the Great Pistol, let's move on to 5A. This is going to be held here at the Topeka Expo Center starting on Wednesday. Um, why don't you guys take it away? I, I think the 5A field is really good. I think this was a, mm. another class where every team that was supposed to get there probably did. DeSoto over Pittsburgh, a mild upset because Pittsburgh had beaten DeSoto earlier in the year. But other than that, every team that really should have come out and got to state did. There were no no big upsets. So, And you look at it, the, that there's a... Uh, Four teams in the field that are 19-3. and three. So your number one seed could barely easily be the number four seed, and vice versa. You could, so you look at Mays, a team that's been to the postseason many, many, many times. I really like them to come out of the top side of the bracket. Um, they'll probably, I would guess they would face Salina Central, who plays Schlegel in the first round. Central has had a great year. Uh, Mays has beaten them twice already this year, and Central's only other losses are to Derby. Then on the bottom half of the bracket, I think you're probably going to get a rematch between Leavenworth and Aquinas. They played earlier this year. Well, and haven't they won like the last three? They've yeah, they've yeah. won. Aquinas Five won days. last year, and Leavenworth, Leavenworth won, won the two years yeah. before that. So there's two. There's your last three champions in 5A, probably meeting in the semifinals. But Aquinas cannot look past Carroll at all because Carroll half their losses are to Wichita South and. Leavenworth certainly can't look past Newton, a team that started the year red hot and has one of the best sophomores in the state in Desi Colonel. So I think the 5A field is very good. I went with the defending champs, Aquinas, over Mays in the finals. But this kind of like a, like Coach Darting said in 6A, there's, a, there's probably a team here that could lose in the first round or they could win the whole thing. And I agree with Aquinas and over Mays and Kenny, who you like? I like the same, but I'm if, if if it was in different brackets, I would have Aquinas and Carroll in the finals. <laughs> but that's evident. That's I can't first, do that's that. The first round so, game. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I'm taking Aquinas yeah. over Mays. And I saw Leavenworth beat Aquinas. Right, and Leavenworth <laughs> has two really good guards, Erica yeah. Lister and 
carry on more. Uh, they don't score a lot, but boy, they yeah. disrupt the heck out of things yeah. and, and make, just make life tough for, for your opposing players. So. Uh, the tournament starts on Wednesday. We'll be here in Topeka at the Expo Center. Let's move on to 4A Division One girls. This tournament going to be at the the, the Bicentennial Center, also the Tony's Pizza Event Center. For <laughs> <laughs> uh, a Division One, uh, let's go ahead and get into that. Well, what did we say for the boys? Miege over McPherson? <laughs> let's go ahead and echo that for the yeah. girls. And, and I, yep. I, I'm not sure that there's much uh, argument there. I think uh, Miege has, they've won three straight. They're going for four straight. Terry English is nearing the end of his legendary coaching career. 19 state titles already, 800-plus wins. I mean, you've got a resume. That's a resume. <laughs> That's a resume. <laughs> That's a resume. <laughs> and their, their team this year, 19-3, and three, uh, they've lost to Aquinas. They lost to a, a Missouri school. So I think uh, I think it's Miege's to lose. I think McPherson is the team that can play best play with them. But McPherson lost to them by 20 plus points early in the season when they had the that boys girls doubleheader. Um, Casey Piper's had a very very good year after after they lost one of the state's best players last year, Jessica Wayne, and they've kind of reloaded. They got a freshman, I believe, that Ryan Cobbins is either a freshman or sophomore. Very very good player. They've only got one loss. Last year they didn't make it to state because they were in the same sub-state as Miege, so you know they're hungry and wanting to get back out and play Miege in, in a final. And then after that, you know, Paola's had a very good year, and it's traditionally, and tradition. a, tradition, t- traditionally a team that does well. They were runner-up last year, I believe, to Miege. Mm-hmm. Um, Labette County, a program that's always there and have has one of the state's great scorers in Tristan Gag. McPherson also with a great scorer in Taylor Robertson. Those two, if you want to watch girls that can light the light things up from the outside, go to go to four A Division One and, and watch those two because they can they can fill up the hoop about as well as any guy in the state. They're they're that good of shooters. Abilene's had a nice year. Wellington was in the tournament last year and has a solid team, but I, I just think it's Miege and McPherson. That's who I got. I got Miege over McPherson, Kenny. I got the same Miege over McPherson. And again, like the boys, I like Piper. We need, I mean, we need something that. to argue more here. Guys. I know. <laughs> this is the clearest cut I've ever been. Yeah, I mean, we might get it here in 4A Division 2. We've got a lot of area representatives and a city one as well. Hayden making it in as the 8th seed playing Girard. Yeah. Uh, that's going to start in Emporia on Thursday. Uh, Pistol, your thoughts on Hayden here? Well, right before we came up here, I was talking to Britt Reed and uh, Hayden's coach. And, you know, for Hayden, it's all about there's absolutely no pressure on them. They're 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 a Big underdog to uh, Gerard, and uh, Gerard has 6'5". Six, 6'5", five. Six, five Ashley Ray from going, to Kansas, going State. to Kansas State. But all all Hayden wants to do is just go out and play. There's no pressure. Just go out and play, see what you can do, and use this tournament to build for the future. They, they don't have a single senior on their uh, postseason roster, and uh, their two best players are sophomores in Preston Reed and Brooklyn Hunter. And just... Just see what you can do and use it as a learning experience. They just need to be use it as a very positive experience. And I'm, I, uh, I, I'm not going with Gerard to win it. I'm going with the defending champion who I saw beat a very good Hayden team last year in in the finals. And the thing I remember about that Clay Center team was that I'm thinking, okay, you know, they didn't have a star. 
but they had about six or seven kids that all seemed to be about the same player. And that's I like that, that and, balance. And that's exactly what they are again this year. They, they've got four or five different girls capable of stepping up and being their leading scorer on a given night. You know, they lost some very good seniors from last year, gained a transfer, Hannah Ferguson, who came in from Goodland. And she was a girl that averaged 15, 17 points for Goodland last year. And she has those nights for for Clay Center, but there's nights where she has three. And sometimes you have a player like that, and you're like, okay, she's only get three points. We're in trouble. But they got they got Sydney Calloway. They got Lauren Lane, Addie Mullen. I mean, they just have a lot of girls that are capable of being the person. So they're a hard team to defend. And that's one thing Clay Center does do is they defend. And so does Gerard. Um, I would give Hayden a shot against against many of the other teams in the field in the first round. But I like the way Gerard defends. I, I went and saw them play Washburn Rural. And Carly Batchelor is a matchup problem for anybody in the state, no matter what team you play. Uh, Carly Batchelor from Washburn Rural is just a tough guard. She can play inside, she can play outside. And she had 10 points against Gerard, and they did as good a job on her as anybody I saw all year. So Gerard can really defend. Ashley will, Ray will clog up that middle, and as long as she doesn't get into foul trouble, I think Gerard's Gerard is the team to beat. Just I think Ashley can be that kind of X factor in the middle, just denying teams at the rim. Are you picking Gerard? I picked Gerard over Clay Center, but um, I think all year we've looked at Class 4A Division Two, and it's been Gerard and Clay Center on a collision course, and I think that we're finally going to get Kenny? to see that. I'm taking Clay Center over Gerard. I saw him play Hayden in the finals last year, and not only they guard, I think they're well coached. I yeah. think Clay yeah. Center really does a good job yeah. as a team. Jefferson West also in the field back for, back after a one-year hiatus. They have a very nice uh, junior now. I think junior Mariah Murdy, yes. uh, a six-footer who is very athletic, very good volleyball player. Um and they, they have learned it in the first round, so I think they'll get past that first-round game and go out and play Clay Center. And then uh, I think I think that'll be a good game. You know, Jefferson West beat Holton twice this year, which Holton's kind of one of the standard bearers in Class 4A Division Two when it comes to girls' basketball. So for them to, to beat them and beat them to get to state uh, this year in a game that was tied going to the fourth quarter says a lot about Jefferson West, so I think they're good. And then you look at Burlington, also from our area, and uh, also a program that year in and year out you find in the state tournament. They just That's just kind of what they do. They win titles. They won several under Doug, Doug Stewart. And now it's David Gilman coaching there, and and uh, they only returned one starter from last year, but they're seventeen and five. They'll play, take on Scott City, which made it for the first time ever in program history. So I think, you know, you look at Burlington, Gerard, Jeff West, uh, Clay Center as a semifinal matchup. I think those are good semifinal games. That tournament to, to be held uh, in Emporia starting on Thursday. Let's go ahead and move on to three A. This is going to be in Hutchinson starting Wednesday. Uh, Hugo to the one seed there. Uh, any thoughts? Well, I think this is another class, kind of like 4A Division II, where there's two teams that have been on a collision course for each other this year, and they're going to probably get there. And that's Hugoton, the top seed, which is 23-0, and and TMP Marion out of Hayes, which is 22-1. and Their only loss is to Manhattan, and played Manhattan as close as anybody except for Washburn Rural. So... I think both those teams are head above the rest of the field. <coughs> there are some really good teams there. Council Grove's had a great year. Nemaha Central's very good. Cheney's very solid, plays in a really tough league. Um, but Riley County, you know, Harold Oliver always seems to get his team to state, and they always seem to do well at state. But Hugoton, um, you know, they were champions in 4A Division II two years ago, got beat last year in, in the state tournament. 
but they're they're something special. I mean, they're they're one of the best teams in the state, regardless of any class. And TMP, long, athletic girls. Uh, Kayla Bitstum is as good as any player in Class 3A, and I think those two teams will be playing in the finals, and I'll give the edge to Huguenton. That's exactly what I have. And uh, I think, again, I think Huguenton's just a cut above. In a, in a, in a pretty, pretty good field. Yeah, I would have them as the favorite in 4A Division Two if they were still in 4A Division Two. Yeah. They can go out and, and just they can score points, but they also defend. I mean, they go out and score points, but they don't let the other team score points. It's usually just them doing the scoring. <laughs> well, I'm the same, but I'm going to turn around. I'm going to take Thomas Moore Prep to beat them. That, well, that won't shock I, me. I saw TMP last year. I saw them once. And uh, like they it. were great in the tournament last year, but... You had a really good Silver Lake team last yeah. year, a really good Sabetha team in the tournament last year, and TMP couldn't quite get past Silver Lake, but gave Silver Lake all they wanted. Yeah, had them down and like 11 yeah, or something they, at one the time. TMP really opened my eyes last year. You guys are getting a little too friendly here. I was expecting a little more, a little more. <laughs> we gotta add, over. We gotta have some teams to make that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you won't have much argument in two A. <laughs> as, we, as we move to the seg segue to two A, because it starts and ends with Central Plains. Uh, you want to talk about a program. Uh, on a different level from the rest of its uh, classification, like we kind of talked about with Miege in, in 4A Division One, and that's Central Plains. They've already won three straight, and I, it's not going to shock me if this streak gets to seven because they're going for four this year, and their best player is a freshman, Emily Ryan. And you get hyperbole, and I, I don't fully buy into it. I've had somebody throw out Jackie Styles' name. Not that she is Jackie Styles, but is in that same kind of mentality Dominant. and and uh, ability to dominate a game. Emily Ryan's this girl's name. Her older sister, Janae, also a starter on the team. She's averaging 23 points a game as a freshman, playing really two and a half quarters a game per game. Um, Central Plains, is they're just an incredible program right now. Pat Stiles, Jackie Stiles' dad, is the coach, and, and uh, I just I just don't see any team that can touch them because no team has, has even sniffed touching them this year. That would be the biggest upset in the state. Absolutely. If they didn't win, boys are girls. Absolutely. Uh, that's, they're, they're the one team, if I had to push all my chips in at Vegas on, it would be, it would be Central Plains. And I think there are some really good other teams in Class 2A looking locally. Wabunsee. Very good season this year for Shanna Perrine over there. Carson Schultz, one of the best players in, in not she only 2A, really but in the state. In the state. She's going to go to Emporia State and play when she's done at Wabunsee. And she's just a junior. She is really, really good. Very athletic girl. And you look at Meade, they're very good. Jalen Stapleton, their best player. Meade, a team that's always there. Valley Falls has had a very nice year again. A very good defensive team. But all these other teams just that doesn't matter because they, they got in Central it, Plains. It, it doesn't matter because Central Plains is there until Central Plains uh, merges with somebody else and moves up to three A. This is this is Central Plains uh, division to win for years to come. Yeah, and you're taking Central Plains, I'm assuming. Yes, but I'm ta I'm taking Alma Wabunsi. I was just praying that Alma Wabunsi got on the opposite bracket of Central Plains. I, I took Central Plains because to I think Alma Wabunsi's got a chance, and we got several of those girls in our academy. And that's what I was saying. Just make sure, throw five games if you have to. Make sure you're not in Central Plains. So hopefully it's Wabunsi, but Central Plains will beat him. And I believe you, I, I have Meade. He picked okay. Meade Mead as the runner-up. Which as the runner-up. Yeah, very good. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's what we're talking about. Clear, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've got two more classifications. Last class, 1A Division One. This is going to be held at Fort Hayes State. 
on Wednesday, guys. What do you got here? Again, kind of like the boys, half the field is is got local flavor and, and good local flavor from uh, from our area. Centralia, the defending champions, they're twenty two and one. Their only loss is to Hanover, who's the five seed at twenty one and two. Kind of kind of reminds me of some of the old one A state tournaments where you know you you have a four, five six seven seed with one or two losses, and we kind of have that this year. Mm-hmm. You know, five, the five seed has two losses, and it drops down to Rural Vista making their first appearance at eighteen and five. But Opie's there. Titans there, Hanover there. You look at this. Centralia was the the Class One A Division One champion last year. Dighton was the Class One A Division Two champion last year. Olpe was runner up in Class One A in Class Two A last year to Central Plains. Hanover and the maybe the team that nobody's talking about and would be my surprise pick to really make a run is Stockton. They've had a tremendous season mm. this year and is a very good team. They played TMP of TMP's wins, you know, a TMP had one loss. Of their wins, the closest game was to Stockton. It was a single digit game. So I think Stockton is a team that could sneak wow. up and, and get Olpe in the first round. I have Centralia defending their title with Katie Glatzik back running the point healthy. Uh, Cassidy Hoffler um, and some of their role players that have stepped up this year because Gladsick missed some time early in the year, and that forced some of these other girls to kind of step up. And talking to Coach last night, Morgan Kramer, a freshman, really kind of gained a lot of confidence um, in being able to be a, a shooter and scorer for them, and that's really helped them. I like Centralia. Um, I really like the hanover Dighton game. I think that's a, one of the best games of any classification in the state. And how in the about first them round. all in the same round, three of them in that same, yeah. same bracket? And uh, and so that's the top half of the bracket. I like Opie out of the bottom half of the bracket. But South Central sitting there at the number two seed, 22-1, and one, had a transfer in from Coffeyville, Bree Rutherford, who's mm. a huge impact for him this year. And uh, they, they haven't lost to a Kansas school. Their only loss is out of state. So uh, I, I, think, I think it's just a great bracket top to bottom. Um, I picked Centralia to beat Olpe in the finals, but if Stockton or South Central made it to the finals, it wouldn't shock me. Or if if Dighton or Hanover knocked off Centralia, I wouldn't be wouldn't be super surprised. Hanover's beat them once this year, and certainly has the the players and talent to do it again. Ken, any thoughts here on? I'm taking Centralia over South Central. I'm taking Centralia over Olpe, and uh, again, I think it could. That bracket could get kind of topsy-turvy, but yep. that's who I'm going with. Going into our last classification here in the girls' side, 1A Division Two, going to be held at Dodge City starting on Wednesday. Brent, what do you got? Well, you got look at your top seed there. You got Waverly. They were runner-up in Class 1A Division One last year, dropped down to Division Two this year. Graduated one of their best players from a year ago, but Bailey Massoff has stepped up and had a great senior season for them. Makes a nice one-two punch with Peyton Metter. Um, and really, Waverly, uh, their only loss is to Opie this year. They avenged that loss in the Lion County League tournament, and I think they're just playing at a pretty high level right now. And there was a lot of upsets in, in, in sub-states. Cunningham was a three, two or three-loss team that got beat. Uh, you had a few other teams that were uh, higher up that got beat. So I, I really like Waverly's chance to run the table here. I think uh, the, the Wheatland-Grinnell Golden Plains winner in the semifinals um, could give them a pretty good game in the finals. Both those teams have had nice years. Otis Bison is a dangerous team. They beat Meade earlier this year and have one of the mm-hmm. best players in the classification and Taylor Regan. But I just I just really like Waverly. I think uh, Ty Piper and his team, um, you know, they got the taste last year beating in the title game and they want to finish it this year. I got Waverly over Wheatland Grinnell. Kenny? Same with me. That's what I had as well. Waverly over Wheatland Grinnell. Should should be a good tournament. Yeah, Yeah, we we get along very well. (laughs) (laughs) But when I looked at this the first time, I said this is the most, when I put the paper down, I was the most sure 
about the winter substate when I was picking substate. It's just almost every one of them come out. It was all it was like it was a clear cut, clear cut deal. Yeah. Now, having said that, there will be. Yep. A half dozen or so yeah. upsets this yeah. week. It always happens. Well, maybe next year we can get some more, uh, you know, maybe a little more conflict here on our, on our yeah. pick section. But those tournaments are going to start Wednesday. Some of them start on Thursday. Championship games and consolation games on Saturday. For more state basketball coverage, visit cjonline.com, prepzone.com, and download our PrepZone app for the latest on these state tournaments. Thanks for listening, guys.